Can you remember a time where you were too quick to judge someone and then later realized, wait, I was wrong about that person? Well, then this mom of the Bible is a great reminder for you and I that God can use anybody he wants to do big things for him. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Last month, we learned how the mothers of Moses chose faith over fear. And because of this, they became a part of the story that God was weaving together to save his people. And today I want to share about another mom of the Bible who has also become a part of the story that God was weaving together. But at the time, probably thought that she was the last person that God would use. I will go ahead and confess, it would have been much easier just to move on to somebody else like Ruth or Naomi, some of my favorites. But I felt strongly that the Lord was leading me to share this story of Rahab and what it has meant to my life in this season. So let's get started. When we first find Rahab in the book of Joshua, she's identified as a prostitute and a pagan from a people that didn't believe in God. Knowing this, you would assume and I would assume that she would have no interest in the things of God or helping his people. But the first lesson right off the bat that I learned from this story is don't be too quick to judge people because God can use anybody. And a story like Rahab's will prove you wrong every single time. In Joshua chapter 2, we read how two Israelite men from God's people came to spy on Jericho. It was known, you know it from the children's storybooks, as the city with the big walls. And they were coming to check out this land that God had promised to them. The king of Jericho, he finds out about this and he sends his people over to Rahab's house. And she just kind of acts like she doesn't know what they're talking about. She says, well, the two men came, but they've already left. And I'm not really sure where they were going is kind of the way that you read it when you read the story, when in fact, she knew exactly where they were. They were up on her roof. She had hidden them there. And so I'm sure that these two men were curious, asking themselves while they were hiding up there, why would Rahab help us? But God wasn't curious. He had already begun revealing himself to her before they had ever even come to her door. We see this in Joshua 2 verses 9 through 11, when Rahab says to the two men, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in Jericho are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you coming out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, who you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because the Lord, your God, is God in heaven above and on the earth below. It's right here in that last verse, verse 11, where we see Rahab claim that God is the one true God on heaven and earth. And it goes against everything that she's been taught in her pagan culture. And because of the faith that she has, these two men promise when they come back that they will save her and her family when they return to Jericho. And they give her a little red cord to tie in her window so that they would know which house was hers. As the story continues in Joshua chapter 6, the Israelites come back. They do their thing that the Lord told them to do, marching around the walls, and they come crashing down. And everything and everyone is destroyed in the city of Jericho, except for Rahab and her family. And I know that you've probably heard this story before. And so I was 
trying to think and ponder on what I could bring a different perspective to this story. And I just kept coming back to the faith that Rahab showed throughout this story and how it wasn't something that was likely to happen because she she didn't grow up knowing who the Lord was. And I think about those walls that surrounded Jericho and how they probably seemed larger than life. They were made of heavy stone. It says that they were 12 feet high and six feet thick, circling the entire city. And the security and the protection that they represented to those people, that nothing bad could happen, that no people could get in, that could hurt them or anything like that. But when Rahab heard about God and about what he was doing for his people, instead of fearing the Israelites like the rest of the people in Jericho did, she had faith and she believed that God was the one true God like we just read about a minute ago. I think about that and I think about the walls and all that they can represent in our lives today. You know, maybe your walls are financial security or maybe your walls are the comfort that you live in, the friend group that you have, or maybe they're your health or the health of your family. And I'll just be honest and say that since I've been obedient to start this ministry in 2020, I feel like my quote unquote walls, if you will, have done nothing but crumble around me. You know, my family, we stepped out in faith. We left the comfort of a large church. My husband's a pastor to plant a church. Um, Lost two babies, um, one actually very recently as I was studying and writing this podcast and studying the story of Rahab. And then walking through health stuff with my mom. I've shared a little bit about that in past episodes. But when trials come and our walls of security or our own comfort, or our health, whatever it might be for you, when they fall down in your life, we can either choose one of two things. We can choose to trust God with great faith like Rahab had, or we can choose to let it destroy us like the rest of the people in Jericho. And I know from experience that over and over again, God gives us that red rope to hang in the window of our lives. You know, it's just like a symbol because it's red for a reason. It represents the blood of Jesus and all that he shed so that you and I could be saved and so that you and I could have a relationship with him and we could have life and we could have joy and we could live our life to the fullest and trust him even in the midst of adversity and hard things, you know? What are your walls? You know, if they came crashing down on you today, you might be listening to some of the things that I shared that have, you know, been falling down, if you will, in my life. And what are those things for you? And if they came down, if they came crashing down, what would you do? Would you have faith through those storms or would you let that destroy you, destroy your family. The Bible tells us that we will, not if, that we will walk through trials and hard things in this life. And I don't know about you, but I want to do that constantly learning to better trust the Lord every day as I walk through those things. And I mean, Rahab, she wasn't perfect, just like I started out. She had everything against her. She wasn't a believer. She was living in sin. She was a prostitute, all these things. But still, God chose her. He chose to reveal himself to her and to use her anyway, showing us that once again, like I said in the beginning, God can use anybody, including you and I. And sometimes it just takes that risk of just stepping out on faith and trusting him. And he already knows you're not perfect. And he already knows that I'm not perfect. I know that. But God is going to be with us. He will honor 
our faithfulness. And one thing that I have learned is, I hope this encourages you, even when you walk through hard things, I know that God honors your faithfulness and God honors my faithfulness. It brings great blessings in our life. If you find yourself right now or in the future in one of those walls crashing down type moments, just hold on and have faith. Stay faithful to reading the Word of God because God will bring blessing to your life. He honors faithfulness, and it may not look the way that we think it should in the moment, but ultimately He can see the future and we can't. And He saw Rahab, and because of her faith, She was made part of God's people. You know, I think about that going to a brand new people group. That probably came with a lot of stares and a lot of discomfort for her at first as she became part of the Israelite community. Or she might have gone through a period of time of grieving the loss of her home or her friends in Jericho. And that must have been really hard. But through it all, she trusted God and he blessed her. And I know that because as we move on to Matthew chapter one, it's the genealogy of Jesus. In verse five, Rahab is one of the only women mentioned. She's mentioned as the wife of Salmon and the mother of Boaz. That means that she was a mom of the Bible. She was Boaz's mom, who we'll talk about later as he marries Ruth. But it also means that she was in the family line of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a pretty great blessing that came from Rahab's willingness to risk everything when she hid those two men on her roof and her willingness to have faith in the one and only true God, even when she was taught the complete opposite as she was growing up. Adrian Rogers said that faith is taking God at his word, that ultimately he knows what we need and he can see the future and we cannot. We have to take him at his word and trust God like it says in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. It says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So after reading that, you and I, we must take God at his word, just like it says in this verse, and like Rahab did, knowing that God will honor our faithfulness, and ultimately he can see things that we can't see. And if you want to learn more about the story of Rahab and the transforming power that faith can have on your life, I'm going to include this really great message that I found from Adrian Rogers in the show notes. It's completely free to listen to. It's from my hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding. So you can look for that um, in the show notes if you want to check that out. And I also want to ask you a personal favor today as we close. If you've enjoyed this Moms of the Bible series so far, would you please leave me a rating and a review today? It's really simple. If you just scroll down under the podcast episodes that are listed, it'll be right there. You can rate it with the stars or add a comment for a review. It's real simple. And that would help so much for other moms to be able to search and find Faithful 31 Moms much easier. So thank you for that and for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can share it with your mom friends on social media and tag me at Faithful 31 Moms on Instagram. Thanks again and have a blessed day. Oh, 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 oh